the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we'll be continuing our walk through the book of Acts, and today I'll be reading Acts chapter 24, verses 1-27 through 27 out of the New Living Translation. Five days later, Ananias, the high priest, arrived with some of the Jewish elders and the loyal, lawyer Tertullus to present their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented the charges against Paul in the following address to the governor. You provided a long period of peace for us Jews, and with foresight have enacted reform for us. For all this, your excellency, we are very grateful to you. But I don't want to bore you, so please give me your attention for only a moment. We have found this man to be a troublemaker who is constantly stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of a cult known as the Nazarenes. Furthermore, he was trying to desecrate the temple when he was arrested. You can find out the truth of our accusations by examining him yourself. Then the other Jews chimed in, declaring that everything Tertullus said was true. The governor then motioned for Paul to speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been a judge of Jewish affairs for many years, so I gladly represent or I gladly present my defense before you. You can quickly discover that I arrived in Jerusalem no more than twelve days ago to worship at the temple. My accusers never found me arguing with anyone in the temple, nor stirring up a riot in any synagogue or on the street, streets of the city. These men cannot prove the things they accuse me of doing. But I admit I follow the way, which they call a cult. I worship the God of our ancestors, and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the prophets. I have the same hope in God that these men have, that they that he will raise both the righteous and and the unrighteous. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing the purification ceremony. There was no crowd around me and no rioting, but some Jews from the province of Asia were there, and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me. Ask these men here what crime the Jewish high council found me guilty of, except for the one time I shouted, I am on trial before you today because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. At that point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, Wait until Lysias, the garrison commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control in the coming day of judgment, Felix became right, frightened. Go away, go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Just as it seems like Paul is catching a break, he's then put in prison for two years. And now, not for anything he's done, but just to be a political pawn in the grand scheme of things. See, Paul did nothing wrong. But he was a threat to the status quo. 
people saw him and saw what he stood for and said, we don't want that. And the government at the time, they didn't want him stirring up any more trouble. They wanted peace. They pretty much just wanted the whole situation to go away. But Paul wouldn't go away. The government tried to convince him, like, hey, just shut your mouth, kind of, and maybe this will all quiet down and we'll let you go. But no, he didn't want to shut up. He didn't want to quiet down. Because he knew what was right. He knew that he had to stand up for Jesus. He knew that he had to proclaim the gospel at every point. And if he stood before a crowd and said, you know what, I'm just going to give in this one time, he knew the whole thing would collapse. You know, God gives us opportunities to stand up and proclaim him to those around us. And sometimes we stand tall and sometimes maybe it can be easy. Maybe it's a a layup for us to stand up and say, yeah, you know what? I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a Christian. But there's those other times when we wither. And basically fall apart. Again, I said this the other day. The Bible says if we proclaim Jesus here on earth, Jesus will proclaim us before God. He's going to say, I knew that person. I knew you. Well done, good and faithful servant. But if you stand up and wither under the pressure, then you're not standing up for God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we aspire to be like Paul, to stand for you in the face of adversity, no matter if we're facing jail, no matter what lies before us. God, help us to stand strong for you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you are a loved child of God. And how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you tomorrow.